Everybody, welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. I missed you guys since last week. Oh, oh I missed you too. Yeah, oh. There's a giant void in my soul. Yep, there's a hole in my heart as deep as a well for that poor little boy who's gone halfway to hell. That's the Simpsons. Oh yeah. When they sing the song about uh, Timmy who fell down the well. Oh. Oh anyway, yeah. It's a sports Classic comedy episode, and yep. Bart's got the. Uh, the, the thing like where he talk boy, the yeah. microphone that works with the I radio know, that Homer thought was well. a great gift, yeah, so he could send convoy into it. Yeah, we got a great big convoy. <laughs> it's a sports <laughs> comedy podcast. Yeah, Phil, Homer at the bat was a sports. For, Phil's a sports outsider. Joel yeah. and I are ostensibly insiders. All mm-hmm. comedians living in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. by cats way of and Michigan. dogs living together. <laughs> uh, we have a good show today. Really we good. Absolutely do, yeah. Really good. We have the new Angels manager Joe Madden on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got announced. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. Very mm-hmm. exciting stuff. Yeah. First the Rays, then the Cubs. They fired him because they're crazy. Yeah, but now he's going the to the Cubs, Angels, who have not won the World Series. Since 1908, believed that there was some cosmic curse that was preventing them from to do so. Right. Finally did, and don't seem to think there's going to be another curse based on them firing the manager who won the World Series a mere three years later. Yeah. You spent 50 years afraid of a billy goat, and you don't have any concerns about this. Unreal. Joe Madden, he takes Centrum. He drinks Mm. Pepsi Max. Yeah, Mm. and probably plays Madden and goes, goddamn right. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's spelled differently. Anyway, yeah. so he's on the show, and that'll be good. So we can interview him about, like, basically, the Angels just fired uh, Brad Ausmus to hire him. Yeah. We can talk about Mike Trout. We can talk about two-way famed, player, show, Shohei Otani. player-friendly player manager. I think we're going to get a great chance to talk to him about the team chemistry oh, and how he sees wonderful. that plan yeah. panning out. Yeah, Absolutely. And we got a news, news, news. Goddamn right we do. But do we have a wide world of our sports? Goddamn right we do. But first, Dr. Pepper Fansville update, watch update. Dr. Pepper Fansville update, watch update. Brought to you by unbelievably Mountain Dew. How did they get this spot? <laughs> so I they're, they're owned by the same company. I sure. Oh, wait, no, Mountain Dew's Pepsi, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Dr. Pepper is uh, with Seven Up. Yeah, Dr. Pepper Seven Up is Snapple. I think that's the name of the company. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I watch a lot of college football. Yeah. So much so that I'll, it'll be Saturday night, you know, and I'll turn to my wife and I'll start explaining why it's difficult to play at Iowa's Kinnick Stadium, especially at night. Yeah. That's where highly rated Big Ten teams go to die, you mm-hmm. know? Right. And then I'll say, but I, but I really don't like, you know, how Iowa's wearing the all yellow uniforms. And oh. that doesn't really work, I think, unless it's especially a night at game. Night. At Morgantown, when West Virginia does it, I think it looks a lot better. Right. And then I'm flipping over to the LSU Florida game, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm and I'm kind of mentioning casually how it's you know there's a LSU running. LSU ba- Florida was last week. Oh, it was two weeks ago at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was I was so I was watching it and I was uh, LSU running back. I was on a breakaway and I was I was mentioning that you know it's faster when you're on a breakaway at Tiger Stadium there because of the numbers on the fives. They don't just do it out of the tens. <laughs> They list the fives. And most football fields goes 10, 20, 30 with the labels. Right. This one, they actually start, they go 5, 10, 15, 20. It's actually labeled. Really? That's stupid. So, yeah. And, the uh, fans in Louisiana need the reminder. What a waste and, of paint. And then I got an email on my phone, which I checked, even though I was clearly in mid-conversation with my wife. Yeah. And, it was, and watching football yeah. simultaneously. And it was, it was divorce Allie's papers. Allie's a lucky Oh, woman. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, anyway, but I, since I watch a lot of college football, I see a lot of commercials. And since the only thing I watch live is sports... The only commercials I see are for beer, cars, mm-hmm. car insurance, 
defense lawyers specializing in DUIs, mm-hmm. other sports, and Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but what what else does one need to get through life? Well, right. I've been watching a lot of this new season of Fansville. Oh, okay, yeah, because it's not a commercial. It's a, Fansville. Yeah, it's Dr Pepper Fansville. Oh, it's the uh, it's yeah, the show we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So I got a, season- I got a very troubling text message from Larry Culpepper. I don't think he's doing very. <laughs> so well. I thought maybe I would recap the season thus far to you guys. Okay. Okay. You've right. seen the commercials. I remember you telling me it's like uh, commercials that are a serialized thing. Yeah, about a fictional place called Fansville. Fansville, and yeah. the, the the timeline of the the narrative takes place either before mm-hmm. or after State's big game against Tech. Okay, and we follow mostly State fans, mm-hmm. though. Like twenty four, you know, tried to you know uh, had, create empathy for the terrorists. They right. do have some Tech fans. Yeah, right. They don't get a lot of POV stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're there. They're right. they're represented as well. Makes yeah. sense. Um, first season was the mystery of who stole the college football playoff trophy. It was like mm. a murder mystery, but Ooh. it was it was less miles like Riverdale. Oh, didn't he also shoot Jr.? I, no, I thought there'd be more of a gasp on less miles stealing the college football <laughs> playoff trophy. Jeez. Oh, he's not even a coach anymore, is he? Well, no, now he is at Kansas. Oh, at the right. time he was on the show, he was a kindly shop owner. But then we found out at the end, they're like, oh, you're Les Miles. You stole the college football trophy. Uh, got I would have gotten away with it, too. It wasn't very meddling Because he didn't kids. have a job that offseason. <laughs> so we start at the tailgate where okay. the, a young state couple is tailgating with their baby. And if you watch Uh-oh. season one, you know that their baby is a tech fan. <gasps> and it's very clear that the wife cheated on the husband with someone who's a tech fan. Because oh the baby gosh. came out a tech fan. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And well, we all know fandom is genetic. Right. So. I'm glad to see that they found forgiveness and they're moving together as a family. Well, the dad is in a bit of denial. They're at the tailgate <sighs> and they and he hears his son speak up and go, State. And he's all excited because his first word was state. But then the son trails off and says, Stinks. <gasps> and the dad's like, What? Stinks? I'd be even stinks. more proud. Yeah. For a second, he thought he thought it was his own son. And now he's like worried. And then he tries to have a, he's like, what do you mean state stinks? And the kid goes, overrated. And he's like, what do you mean? You guys play a bunch of cream puffs. Ugh. <laughs> and then the wife, as the wife did after she birthed the child, and it was very clear that she had slept with another man, right. just sort of looks off in the distance and sips her Dr. Pepper. Ah, so Dr. Pepper is for people who cheat on their husbands. <laughs> I like the brand message. Elsewhere yeah. at the tailgate, there's our... That's, that's who Dr. Pepper is, is the right. local. He's like, I'm here for another examination. Yikes, creeper. It's going to be a spicy one. Jeepers, creepers. Elsewhere at the tailgate, we have the grill master and uh, his girlfriend, who's a waitress. And they're both enthusiastic about Dr. Pepper, I sure. should mention. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she comes over well, who and wouldn't be? gives him a kiss. And he notices she has Dijon on her <gasps> lips. And he's Uh-oh. like, baby, you've seen another grill and he looks over and there's another griller mm-hmm. and she's got a flat top going and she's like yeah she's got an onion volcano and she does all these Ooh, tricks i love onion and he's volcanoes. like baby she uses propane this is natural yeah and she says to him i can't taste the difference i don't know how they're gonna sew that one up are yeah. they allowed to show a murder on a commercial <laughs> okay so then after the big rivalry game an adolescent comes home uh, last year, I should mention this adolescent was experimenting with lacrosse, and his parents. Adolescent? Yeah, an adolescent are you like boy. a teen pastor? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to some adolescents at the mall the other day. Uh, yeah, you know, a teen. Okay, a okay, teen. There we go. A teen comes home. He looks kind of sullen. Last year, he was experimenting with lacrosse, and his parents mm. were a little upset with him. Yeah. Uh, he comes home, and his parents are like, basically, like, "What are you doing here? We beat Tech by forty. 
and his parents mm-hmm. are looking concerned in their bathrobes. And he's just like, oh, you know, nothing. And the, mo- the wife smells his breath, and there's no Dr. Pepper in it. Uh-oh. And she's really upset about it. Sure. And he's like, why aren't you guys celebrating? He's like, we're just out here to run a victory lap with the streakers. And then uh, he turns and sees Mr. and Mrs. Streaker loosening up, and they're also in their robes. And he's like, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Streaker. Right. And that's the end there. That one's just more like a, like a little bit of a sitcom feel. Right. That was, yeah. yeah. Just had like a bit of a... You know, kind of that, feels like the people belongs. who, yeah, yeah, people who wrote these don't necessarily understand like jokes and punchlines. The yeah, they, they should write to. for Saturday Night Live. You know, maybe I'm not telling it right. Maybe I'm not telling because <laughs> yeah. it's pretty great. Now, here's yeah. where there's some narrative inconsistency. So we just heard that State beat Tech by forty, right? Right. That's there's, we, there's some world building going on here. Right. But in the next episode, so this is after and the if game. If Marvel again, movies have taught me anything, it's that you don't actually enjoy a thing. You just understand how it fits into the yeah. context of previous things, and that's well. Enjoyment. Here's where there's some narrative inconsistency because it's after the game, and remember that dad we were with earlier, whose son is not really a son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's being rushed into the hospital on a gurney, and we find out he took a goalpost to the head, celebrating on the field after mm. State's ah, win. Ah, got it. And the doctor goes, "That was a great comeback win for State." What? So what are we to believe here? That there was a comeback win that then you then won by forty. What's going on here? It's kind of a blowout or it's a comeback. Well, maybe maybe they were down by a point and and or they scored 40. So it was a comeback win. Just a yeah. Yeah, like they were behind late and then there was just an incredible flurry of scoring. It's I'm starting to think that they care more about the individual joke on each episode than the narrative threads. Well, Whoa, Phil, let's not start throwing around accusations like that. I mean, well, off of this doctor's comment, the fan goes, "What state?" And then we learn he has fanesia. Oh, no. And they need to get him a Dr. Pepper stat. To which he responds, who's Dr. Pepper? No. And then, flatline, doctor tells his wife, your husband's gone. Whoa. But then the guy takes a sip of Dr. Pepper and goes, wow, that's Dr. Pepper? Have you guys tried this stuff? (laughs) <laughs> ah, so he didn't die. Yeah, no, he didn't die. Okay, he, that would have been pretty heavy for a Dr. Pepper commercial. <laughs> There's another one I won't get into because it's Halloween themed and feels like a bit of a step out yeah. from the serialized okay, well, we'll catch well, up as on a, You know, as a marketing gimmick, if you don't drink Dr. Pepper, your Dr. Pepper, you will die. I mean, that's a that's a strong so, one. Yeah, I could see uh, I could see uh, Mad Men going after that. Yeah. How about drink Dr. Pepper? We want to connect Dr. Pepper to feelings of family and fear of death. Right. <laughs> Dr. Pepper Fansville update. Watch update. Dr. Pepper Fansville update. Watch update. Brought to you by Implausibly Mountain Dew. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. New Nicole Brown Simpson movie reveals the real killer. <gasps> what? Subheadline. We've been wondering <laughs> for so long. The ongoing mystery. Who really killed Nicole Brown Simpson? Finally, Kato Kalen admits it. <laughs> yeah. Subheadline. The content bubble shalt never burst. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a controversial new movie about the brutal murders of Nicole Simpson Brown and her friend Ronald Goldman in 1994 is getting some backlash on social media. That's yeah, where you okay. get backlash, backlash from. Okay. Social right. media is never front lashing. You know? No. <laughs> well, you can't. No, lash. that's true. Sometimes stuff gets canceled uh, when it's announced. Right. Or when, the, when a preview comes out. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Joel's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's over party. Many people are calling it a dangerous narrative. Dangerous narrative was my genre-bending electric folk band in college. Ooh, I like it. 
Uh, the film, set to be released December 9th on the internet, Uh-oh. suggests the two were killed not by NFL legend O.J. Simpson, but oh. Glenn Rogers. Who? Expected an audible gasp there, too, guys. I don't know who Les Miles, is. now Glenn Rogers. I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> a d- well, let- descendant of Roy Rogers? <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you. He's a serial killer. He was dubbed the oh. Casanova Killer and the Cross Country Killer. Mm-hmm. He was arrested a year after uh, the mur- the double murder. Okay, for two unrelated murders, you know, because he's a serial killer. But did yeah. did the glove fit? Oh, well, he isn't. He's dead now. Oh, did but they yeah, try they, to put the glove on his? Until corpse? they put him to trial, they're not going to know if they need to acquit him. So they <laughs> oh, haven't. Yeah, they haven't go. tried that's the, fair. the glove yet. Yeah, that's fair. So it's, the pr- it's a real high stakes thing for the old prosecutors. Oh, sure. You'd like to know if the glove fits first, but you can't. Right. So the premise of the film stems from a highly controversial tw- 2012 TV documentary titled My Brother the Serial Killer, in which Rogers' brother, Clay, claims that Glenn Rogers confessed to him to killing Brown Simpson and Goldman. Oof. He said his brother told him he was hired by Brown Simpson to work on her home in 1994. And while he initially bragged about partying with her, he says he went on to make threats about hurting her. Hmm. Interesting. So this is a completely unsubstantiated documentary that deals in rumor and innuendo. Sure. And if you're a Hollywood producer, you're thinking, ah, streaming movie. There we go. Here we go. Well, what's not rumor and innuendo is that O.J. Simpson was found not guilty. (laughs) When you say that it's releasing on the internet, do you mean a major streaming platform or like The Blaze? It doesn't say. Huh. So YouTube video? I'm not sure. There's a trailer. You can watch it. It's got some names in it. There's some names in it. Okay. Um, of course, like Nicole Brown Simpson and, yeah, I don't know, and whoever the directors and writers are. And <laughs> well, the 2012 documentary received pushback. I guess you call it backlash too, from many, including the Los Angeles Police Department, hmm. whose statement to CNN at the time said they were quote quite confident that they knew who killed Brown Simpson and Goldman, <laughs> and have and have quote no reason to believe Mr. Rogers was involved. That's Glenn Rogers. Mr. Oh, Rogers made it sound, I, I realized when say, I read the quote that it sounds if like If Mr. Rogers was involved, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> so back in the documentary came out, there was a bunch of statements uh, from uh, family members uh, yeah. of the Brown family and uh, the Goldman family. And like the, like the uh, Los Angeles uh, Police Department quote, all of them to a statement included, we know who did this, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't him. Well, why won't they tell us that? <laughs> yeah, go arrest the person who did it then. You leave a, a, an information vacuum like this where you're all aware of who the actual killer is. So I encourage everyone to check out the trailer online. It starts with some classic Ford white Bronco footage. There we go. Going down the highway. And then it goes to Nicole Brown Simpson, whose face is like bruised a little. And she goes, I know what you're thinking, but it wasn't OJ. Right. Whoa, I'm hooked. Yeah. So then it shows her hiring this guy to like work on her house. Wow. And And how did she know? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) And how did she know she was going to die if she delivered that when she was alive? Well, no, this was about spousal abuse because OJ was well known for his spousal abuse before he killed her. Yeah. Yeah. So this was her actually talking to, I believe, a therapist and saying... I know what you're well thinking. Well known by yeah. the people who were legally responsible for stopping that spouse. <laughs> yeah. Not so we... much the rest of the country. Yeah. But, yeah. A lot of people at USC and the Los Angeles Police yeah. Department were Local well aware media. of this. Yeah. <laughs> we really need to stop this ther- therapy framing for biopics, too. I'm fucking sick of it, man. <laughs> it's cheap. Look, like, this movie... I'm looking back at my whole life now with you, therapist. Well, I agree. It's bad. The only thing worse is That's when it's the true older... Here, right? There's an older version talking to the younger version of themselves. Yeah. That's another oh, biopic man. thing that I yeah. hate. Yeah. 
But Rocket Man did it well. But that's because it was more like a AA group. This movie has everything. Is Chris Jenner in it? Yes. yes. Is OJ in it? Yes. Is Faye Resnick in it? Yeah. And if so, is there a scene that strongly implies she had a sexual relationship with Nicole? Oh, hell yeah. According to the blurbs I've read, yes. There Wait, we go. Um, these people actually appeared in the movie? No, the, their characters are in the movie. Yeah. Right. I was about to say. OJ, OJ got in trouble a few years ago. He's in jail. He's, um, he's out now, but I don't think he'd be acting yeah. again. In the, he hasn't, I, acted, he hasn't I, acted much I, I knew since that he was uh, out on 33 and a third. Yeah, in the People versus O.J. Simpson, they had a very campy scene where they're like, "Oh, Kim Kardashian, Chloe Kardashian, stop yelling at each other." Yeah, and their little kids. It was, it was a like, weird uh, fan service scene at a restaurant where they were was, trying to paint yeah. Robert Kardashian as an everyman. Terrible. Like they're like terrible. the most, and they turn to me. He's like, "The most thing you have to remember is like, don't be like loud and ostentatious, and remember your right. roots." Yeah. yeah, there was that. Ugh. The, the rest, of, rest of the show is great. Though. That didn't right. bother me so much. It I felt really like it bothered me. It was like me. a side oh, joke that they were making about. Isn't it weird that these people who were tangentially related to this narrative wound up being famous for entirely other reasons? I almost shut it off. It was, I would say, the worst scene in. in if, the, if they yeah. the series was amazing, too much, right. I would have also been angry. But I really felt like they sort of just like, yeah, look at this. But Isn't here's that the thing: funny they put the it in the done. teaser. That's that's what made yeah. it feel like they were giving it of extra weight. Of course they're going to put it in the teaser, though, because that's what's going to get people to watch it. We love you, Marsha Clark! Joining us on the podcast, we have, uh, let's see, former former Rays, former Devil Rays manager, yep. uh, former Cubs manager, and now current Angels manager, Joe Madden. Hi, guys. Also Hi. a World Series Hi. champion. Yeah, World, World Series, Series champion. champion. Joe Madden, that's let's, me. Hi, let's get guys. that out of the way first. Joe, how do you feel about being the first manager to win a World Series with the Cubs since we don't know who's for a very Mordecai long Three Finger time. Brown? Yeah, since a very long. And you time. was probably a player manager. Uh, that what? felt fantastic. What Two I really full loved. seasons later, three end of the third full season after that win. Yeah, I love to see the smiles on the on the players' faces. When they won, yeah. that was really where all the joy came from. You yeah, know? well, I'm glad you got a positive outlook on it. Yeah, because this is the thing. I really, I, I am a manager that just loves to spread joy to all of my employees. Well, I mean, that's important. It's important for clubhouse chemistry. Yep, oh yeah, you bet. To keep well, everyone right. happy and positive. They were so, so happy. So let's talk turkey. Uh, you're a guy who really likes playing with players. Tell us a little bit about what is exciting to you about a chance to manage the greatest player in baseball currently, and maybe even the greatest all time when Could all be. said and done. We don't know at this point. Mike Trout, one of our favorite guests. Oh boy! Tell us a little bit about what you have in mind for Mike Trout. Yeah, I've got to say it's just going to be such a thrill to be able to just take a whole new crop of baseball players and remind them. How much fun it can be to go to work every day. You know what? That's a great attitude. Yeah. That is so good to yeah. hear. Like I already got a chance to go into the clubhouse and I put up some great inspirational posters. There's okay. a classic with a cat hanging on a wire that says, hang in there, baby. And the cat okay. is hanging. And I would have thought it would be a little one, more baseball themed. but yep. yeah. There's another one that just says, perseverance and shows a mountain. Okay. People uh, get it. Do you have any sort I mean, to... Do they perform better? Do you think Mike Trout's going to be a better player? You gotta assume so. For posters in the because clubhouse? boy, when you see that poster, you're like, you know what? Maybe I can persevere. Okay, all right. So, so that's preseason. And you know what? If they're having a hard day, then they'll go. Maybe I can hang in there, baby. <laughs> Fair enough. But all right. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's skip to once the season starts. Oh, Tell once us the a little bit starts, about the things it'll be that great. you as a manager are going to do to help take dynamic talents like Mike Trout 
uh, and, and really, you know, really it's put important as a manager to look at what they're doing already and look at some misses. Okay. You know? Okay. Where where are too the many holes? hit and runs? Maybe where are the holes? Fewer sack bat. What uh, I bunch? realized is when they go away for away games, after the games, they all just go do their own thing. Yeah, well, yeah. no, it's very I mean, common after now. work. So instead, gonna... I'm going to start a new tradition <laughs> called TGI Fridays after dark. Okay, let's yep. hear about it. After every game, instead of everyone going out and doing their own thing. I'm sorry, is this on the road? This on the road. road. Okay, road you know what? Maybe we'll do it at home games. We'll see. <laughs> but when we're on the road, instead of everyone going and doing their own thing, they're all going to bond over some amazing appetizers at TGI Fridays. Oh, so okay. this is like a work-sponsored dinner yep. drinks uh, thing. And, and is some... TGI Fridays like an official corporate partner with no, the No, they're just a lot of fun. They're oh. appetizers. Look, they don't call them appetizers because they're a little teased to the main menu. Right. Okay. They're going to be a blast. And we'll all come together and we'll talk about, you know, why we love baseball and why we love Szechuan chicken wings. Well, that, well, I mean, they're delicious. That they're sounds delicious. fun. And, and yeah. you know what? In this in this age of you know, players used to bond with each other because they used to have to share rooms, and oh, travel yeah. by train. Yeah, and that doesn't happen anymore because everyone's got their own first class pod. Oh yeah, in their own room. Now everyone will be able to bond when it's somebody's birthday. They get a free piece of cake. Okay. Oh, at the TGI Fridays. At the TGI Fridays, they sing songs, and we all get to sing along if we feel like it's right. You know, birthdays are fun. But we don't work. have to sing along if we're shy. Jordan, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, why don't I try a different tack here? Sure. Uh, as much as I appreciate the stuff about the team building, I think we are uh, we're not necessarily getting at, at what I really want to see. So let's let's say a hypothetical situation here. You've got uh, Mike Trout in the hole. You know, and so you've currently got a guy on second base with one out. Oh yeah. What's your thought process here? Are you thinking hit and run? Do you want to advance that runner? Are you really just thinking let's leave the table set for Mike Trout? Do you try to keep what what sort of things are going through your head when you're looking at this situation uh, as a manager? What do you think? I see what you're saying. Like, what do I say to Mike Trout to get the best performance? Sure. Or what? What do you? What do you? You know? What do? What? What sort of? You're running any special plays? I'll take him aside and I'll say. Everybody loves a froyo bar, and you're gonna get a big froyo after this <laughs> if you do well. You're gonna stuff those chubby cheeks so full of froyo. Okay, and I'm, he's gonna say, "Oh boy, I better do a great job." So, okay, in, in, in fairness, oh, yeah. I think it's worth noting that we extra had gummy Trout bears on for the you, podcast. Mike Trout. I'm pretty sure that would definitely appeal to Mike. Oh, Trout. he would love froyo. You can yeah. you can put on Nilla wafers and gummy worms. Is it a little naughty? Okay. Yeah, it is. Forget I said Mike Trout. You could do both. Let's try again. Now, uh, yeah. Mike Trout's Mike Trout's the one in second. Shohei sure. Otani is coming up. Oh, Shohei Otani. Do you want to yeah. take advantage of Mike Trout's well-known speed and base running ability in any way, or do you want to give Shohei? I mean, what's your perspective as a manager? Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I'll just remember Shohei Otani. I'll just remind him. Remember how much fun we had on Pajama Day last week when we all put on pajamas and did a press conference? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do well, there's going to be a whole lot more Pajama Days in your future. So you're you're gonna I'll even let him pick the next theme day. He might do wear shoes on your head and hats on your feet day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Could you imagine? All the reporters would just look at it and go, What? So you're um shoes on your head. I think I think you I have think a lot of strategies that sound like you're 
feet. You're bribing your players with, with oh, stuff. Oh, it's not bribing. It's just reminding them that this is a game. I it's feel like fun. I, want, I want to moderate real quick because I yeah. think Joel. I think some of your questions are a little too nitty gritty into the, the game strategy stuff. At the same time, uh, Madden, Coach yeah. Madden here. Uh, I feel like your answers have been mostly. Um, I don't know, avoiding anything about baseball and, and really have just kind of been like yeah. a bizarre motivational oh, they, tactics. But the baseball and players, they already know how to play. Uh, They're great at this game. What they need to remember is the why. Why do we play games for money? Because it's a fun game. Oh, okay. That, yeah. that is. Do you know how enough. I led the Cubs to victory? How? I broke that old goat curse. Yeah. And reminded them that this is supposed to be a real fun game. Did you also do a pajama day with them? Oh, yeah, we did a pajama day. They looked so foolish being out in the daytime wearing pajamas. Okay. Um, well, if we could just briefly, I mean, I, I understand what you We were the envy saying. of all other teams that were going to their coach, certainly, and being like, how come I have to wear a suit coat when I'm traveling on the bus? <laughs> I want to wear my PJs, you know? Yeah, it does. It what? did. It did make Little it interesting oh. that you're still taking the bus as a major league baseball team. Sure. Well, yeah. to and from the the hotel. Okay. Yeah, to but, and from fair the enough. hotel. But I guess we're just a little bit interested in in as as much as the stuff outside of the game of baseball matters. And I think I can't agree that that that's a thing. Uh, any what what with the game of baseball specifically though? Mm -hmm. Like, can you tell us anything about spring training next year? Your first chance. You're talking to the team. What sort of drills are you going to introduce to have your team play the sort of sabermetric baseball that you believe in? Oh, yeah. Okay, what drills? That's a great question. Yeah. So we're going to get everyone in a big line. Okay. Yep, okay. Okay. And then we're going to take raw eggs and put them on spoons, and they have to balance the spoon in their mouth and see how fast they can run back and forth down the oh, field. Oh, that sounds fun. I have done that at a yeah. church picnic, and oh, it was yeah. a blast. And then whoever uh, comes in first, they a get a ribbon. And Running the, with a spoon in your mouth. Right, but then the ribbon says first place or second place or third place, depending on what place they get. It's just a really fun way to remind them not just, to take it, it baseball too seriously. It kind of like you're approaching... It's like team building. Yeah, yeah like it sounds team like you're building. approaching spring training as like a corporate team building exercise. And... I mean, it's, it seems like some of that's okay, but what about all of the other stuff that you should be doing? Well, it's at funny you say that because then after the training that day, we're all going to take an improv class together. <laughs> yes, and? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, I, I, wow. See, again, it, it, it seems like... Could you imagine a big, tough slugger being like, okay, now you have to be a cat? <laughs> as, as funny as that wow. is... I just—they're all gonna really find a time to just let loose, you know. Well, okay, what, what about just what about, be themselves? What about day two? What do you have planned for day two? Oh, day two is a really, really good one. Day two, we're just gonna miss spring training that day, and we're all gonna uh, attach our arms and tangle ourselves up, and then try to untangle ourselves without letting go of each other's hands. It'll help with communication. <laughs> That's like, okay. Okay, I'm, sh yeah. I'm sure it will, but again, I don't know if it's going to help with, you know, like, locating fastballs. Maybe even, like... He's won know, a World Series, Joel. Maybe I think you got to... How many World signs? Series have you won? Zero. He's been to yeah. two. He's won I've a World Series two. with the Cubs, yeah. which is yeah. a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. But... We called them the Cubbies. Lots of people called them the Cubbies. Yeah, because it was more fun that way. I guess I'm just... it. 
It really seems like we haven't talked about anything baseball related in this interview. I think I've got a good feel for there what this go. guy's going to do with the got team. A good Jordan, feel. you of all people, <laughs> yeah, you always do this. Joe Madden, if there's one guest that I felt like you might actually confront. Hey, after after this, we should all get blooming onions from Outback. Well, I'm not going to say oh, no to that. There it. we let's go. Let's do it. Building a good podcast team. This guy's going to be dipper doodling. Oh, dippy right. doodles. If, if, if every interview ends with a blooming onion, Jordan, I guess I'm okay with us. There we go. It. That's how you win the World Series of Podcasting. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank Adam. you. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's weird sports time. We love weird sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, the history of college game day. Ooh, Ooh this is exciting. All right. In 1993, game this day. predates me. Yeah. Well, it's been game day for as long as I can remember. Yeah, 93. Yeah. That's way before your time, right? Well, how were you, 20? Oh, actually, 22? no. I, I would have been watching some college football before that. There we but go. But not on ESPN because I'm pretty sure we didn't have cable in my family. Oh, until. no. <laughs> PBS, kid. Yeah. Uh, in 1993, game day began broadcasting live from outside a stadium hosting a game most Saturdays. The selected stadium is usually hosting one of the biggest matchups of the day, regardless of whether the game airs on an ESPN network. <laughs> that's that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. The first show on the road took place in South Bend, Indiana, for the matchup between number two Notre Dame and number one FSU. I thought it was so sad when their cathedral burned down. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. <laughs> yeah. It was such a beautiful building, especially for Indiana. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Very luckily, old for Indiana, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, was... Luckily, rich people donated billions to, to save that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. People are dying without health care. Uh, the show takes on. Not a... in La France. <laughs> Not in La France. Blue. The show takes on a festive tailgate party atmosphere. And thousands of fans uh, gather behind the broadcast set in view of the show's cameras. That's oh, yeah. fun, like the Today Show. Yeah. But they're just like, their signs Lauer, are give mean, me a hug. But they're, they're like, the Today Show signs are usually like, you know, like, we're from Lawrence, Kansas. Hello, everyone. Right, right. And the, the game day signs are usually penis, 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 penis. You know, right. Harbaugh sucks and Meyer swallows. Right. So things like that. Like, Stuff they're much. Where it's, well, let's see if we can get this on television. Yeah. Because ESPN's. Sort of put themselves in a corner. <laughs> right. Not like, hi, Al, can I get a kiss? Right. Al Roker? You know, hey, not- Bryant Gumble, say hi to me. Yeah. I also, like, we, that was a very perfect sports outsider moment where Phil was trying to understand what game day was like, theoretically having never seen it. And then he's like, oh, the Today Show. I've watched a lot of Today Show. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. course, that makes sense. Now I have a context that I understand. Yeah. Uh, the sh- uh, so many fans bring flags or hand-painted signs as well, and these schools' cheerleaders and mascots often join the celebration. Yep, that's, true. that's always that's fun. fun. Crowds at game day tapings are known to be quite boisterous and <laughs> very spirited. Flags can be seen at the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are not limited to those of the home team. For example, one large Washington State flag can be seen at every broadcast, regardless of the location or the teams involved. The idea began in 2003 on WSU online fan forums and has resulted in the flag nicknamed Oi Crimson being present over... I think it's over- o- o. 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 
all crimson. Oh, I thought it said <laughs> O-I, like, oi, no, crimson. No, no, like, apostrophe, like, all, uh, yeah. Old crimson being president at over you 200. You thought it was O capital I apostrophe? Like, oi, like capital That's oi. how he delivered it. So you crimson. can capitalize the I to for the emphasis. Oi! <laughs> I listen to a lot of punk rock music. <laughs> oi, oi. Uh, being president over 200 consecutive day game day broadcasts since 2003. That's a, that's a cool tradition to see the is it, old is crimson it the in the back. Is the same fan, or do they, like, pass no, it off? No, it's the same flag. Sure. But I think they organize it online. It's not the same fans. Okay, so they, they're always like, all right, who's local who can... Yeah, that makes sense. The show's current intro and theme music are performed by country music duo Big and Rich. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they perform their... Two- is it still? I don't know. Oh, okay, it says, it says I've the, never heard of them before, but I'm pretty sure I hate their music. Oh, they, As they I had do, a moment. They had a moment, like, 10, Almost all years ago. contemporary country right. is yeah. awful. It's bro so, country, yeah. Well, it's yeah. a version of Come Into Your City with revised lyrics to mention several top college teams and oh, a guest appearance, appearance. Coming to your city. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> the guest appearance in that song is by, by Cowboy Troy. Do you know? Troy Aikman? Cowboy Troy. But he played for UCLA, which is not the Cowboys. So Troy Aikman played for UCLA? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Pretty sure. No. Oh. Uh, I didn't know where he went to I school. I think he's from Texas, played in UCLA, and uh, was drafted by the Cowboys. Well, now they've changed up a little bit because now they've got a breakdown by rap artist Travi McCoy of Gym Class Heroes. So he now okay. appears in the intro of the show starting the 2014 season, as well as Lizzie Hale, lead vocalist and guitarist of the rock group Hailstorm. That's a good name for a rock group. Sure, yeah, you know, it it would be. How how do the how do the other people in the band feel? <laughs> we are Hailstorm. Yeah, I don't know. Could we be Bernard Storm? Right. I'd almost rather be no. like Lucy. I'm Dave Bernard. I'm the lead singer. Right. Lucy and the Blank Planks to me would be less condescending than having the whole band name be based on her last. You name. You mean like Van Halen? Like the band Van Halen? Yeah, but in that case, you have two Van Halen yeah, brothers was, yeah. of the four people in the band. That's and true. you rotate the lead singer. That makes sense to me. <laughs> right. That's fair. <laughs> they didn't uh, know that when they started, but that's how it's wound up being. Yeah, so. but it's it's Van Halen, not Van Hagar. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, additional music that's been used for the show include Boom by Rock Group P.O.D. and God Bless Saturday by Kid Rock. Which I, I assume know. goes something like this. God bless Saturday. Speaking, and he probably speaking says of, his name a few times in it. Kid speaking rock, of the, up and down the, the block with late the kid 90s, rock. The and a kid rock stop. Low point for rock and roll as a genre. What, P.O.D. and kid I'm rock? I'm a pimp, oh, pimp. Just like, you can pimp my pimp. I'm right. kid rock when I'm pimping and I'm pimping kid rock. Kid yeah. rock, pimping down. You can, you big can do big kid time rock, rock and roll rock. from 97 to 2000. I've, uh, any five year, 95 to 2000 is the five year period that I think it was the absolute low point for the genre. Yeah. Uh, typically the low of the show will end with Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreit. Street. <laughs> Herbstreit. Issuing their predictions for that day's key matchups, finishing with the game to be played at the stadium hosting game day, for which Corso signifies his prediction by yeah. donning the headpiece of the mascot so, and his prediction. Hang on, let me winner. see if I can do this. And I've never seen the Today Show, Jordan, so yeah. you stop me at the point where I'm wrong. Okay. But Lee Corso is the Al Roker of this show. Uh, Al Roker, I think, has more of his faculties than Lee Corso at this point. Okay, but uh, but but generally speaking, the long-standing, the, the senior member. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. He's yeah. the fun. 
He's the one that announces everybody's birthday over the age of 100. That and brought see, to you that by would Smuckers. Be, like when Lee Corso puts the head on for the prediction, yeah. I feel like that's the everyone over 100 moment where it's. Yeah. I see. Right? But okay. it's like nobody really cares who Lee Corso thinks is going to win. He's not an actual analyst. No one's going to be like, ooh, Lee Corso's going People with Oklahoma. Did. I would say, I would say before there was widespread like sports debate sh- shows and like sports writers predicting things. Yeah. There was a time, I would say, in the mid-90s and early aughts when people would actually get upset based on his pick. Sure. Before it became, now it's more, I think, it's accepted. Like, this is a cartoon. Right. You know, uh, this is all like, just in good fun. Was anybody in Vegas like, wait, Lee Corso oh, thinks no, Oklahoma's no. going to win? No, but I'm just saying, I think the fan reaction used he's to be... He's never wrong! So, like, now it's more he's like He's so confident wrestling, he's put on this right. head. Where, like, he will sometimes be a heel and sometimes be a face. Where sometimes oh, if he's cool. picking against the home crowd, yeah. he'll do a psych out where he's like, you guys have won your last... Two against this other team. And the crowd cheers. Mm. And it's at home and at night. And the crowd cheers. And he's like, but I think the other team's going to win. Ha ha. And then he puts on the helmet. And then everyone goes, kill him. And 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 then they'll all boo. Just as he does. Sometimes they'll do the exact opposite. And they'll they'll cheer. But it's basically, yes, it's not about who he's picking, it's that he's picking. Yes, yeah. And everyone has a part to play. It's so, and good and I frequently assume sometimes when he makes the pick, I'm guessing it has a lot more to do with the higher quality head mascot that they oh, found. Oh, yeah. Like, whoever did pre-production was like, hey, listen, I know you know you think Roll Tide's going to win, but we found this great LSU tiger head that we can put on you. Looks way better. I don't know. He likes wearing the elephant, though, because he plays with the trunk then. Oh, I forgot oh, they had that fun. elephant. Yeah. yeah. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's fun to play with elephant trucks. We've got an elephant head on your head. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we'd like to bring back Joe Madden to give you our contact information. Hey, guys. All right. This is going to be fun. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, there it is. All right. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com. Slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to participate in one of those hashtag games. They're yes. great to bring the internet together, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's those historically hashtag what games. hashtags have really done. Oh, yeah. Twitter Twitter <laughs> I, just I brings like the world together. I love it. Oh, it brings funny. them together in being when not together like, with the people you re- don't like. Replace a movie title with a food item. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. You can join groups on Facebook now, guys. You can be friends with people who have similar interests to you. Yeah. Like the love of baseball. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash Sports the number three podcast. So many podcasts to listen to. It's all for free. What a world. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. Let's see. I got Lard of the Rings. Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel. <laughs> <laughs>